Alright Ian, welcome back guys to episode 8 of On The Hook, the Dead By Daylight podcast. So today we talk about things like a little tier list, we discuss favourite perks, we discuss maps, what do we think about different maps. So as always the timestamp is above guys and don't forget these podcasts are available on Spotify if you wanted to listen to them on there. So to hear our thoughts on these things, stay tuned. Okay, so welcome back to episode 8 of On The Hook, the Dead By Daylight podcast. Just introducing everybody, we've got Captain Salty back after missing last week. You were missed, fella. Are you alright? Yeah. Yeah, you sat your town. Thrilled to be back. <laughs> uh, there's obviously myself, Neo, Potato Legion, Skinny Quinny and Tat. So, welcome back, guys. So, we've got a list of things to go through today. I'm hoping it all fits in within the hour. Um, so we'll get started. So the first question, guys, the, the, today's podcast is going to be made up of about a couple of topics, but there's about four questions that have been put in the Discord and on the channel. So we'll go through them as well. Um, but the first question was, I wanted to do a little vote just to get some sense on this. So we were looking at, and it was something that me and Captain Salt were talking about, about fun for the other side. So just before we talk about it guys uh it'd be interesting to know how many of you are actually conscious when you're playing about the other side having fun so if you're a killer do the survivors do you allow them to have a bit of fun or if you're a survivor do you let the killer have some fun are you conscious of that when you play guys uh very much because i do play both roles <laughs> like quite a bit actually I actually, even though I like people see me play killer a lot on stream, I actually practically only play survivor off. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually am very much conscious of that. Um, I agree. I think it's about just having that little etiquette because you, can, for me, I play both sides as well. And you know, when I play killer, I try not to tunnel or be boring by camping because honestly, it's boring for you as well playing like that. And I don't actually understand how some people can camp a hook for like 10 minutes and enjoy the game because it's not fun for the survivor or you so i think there needs to be some sort of courtesy between both sides but definitely yeah there is some sort of like unwritten rule book that survivors and killers should sort of follow but when it comes to fun on both sides i think um survivors can tend to be more inconsiderate than killers are because obviously bullying a killer or making them whiff or stabber saving, flashlight saving. It's extremely fun for you, but it's not fun for the killer. So, yeah. To answer that question, definitely. Uh, yes, to an extent. Uh, so when I'm playing killer, like, I'll, you know, I'm not going to tunnel some guy off hook if I have somebody else to chase, but if there's nobody around, like, I'm sorry, I have to go after you. I'm not going to spend 10 years looking for a Claude in a bush, dude. It's not worth my time. <laughs> so... You know, if I have the opportunity to, you know, play a little bit nicer than I will. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, that's the same for myself. When I've read the question, I was like, yeah, I mean, I do play like what you both got, uh, what everyone said there was I, I play both sides and it is awful when you're playing a survivor and, you know, you've either got someone camping or you've got someone really going for your tunneling just to get you out of the game. Uh, it is a bit disheartening. So... I do try to be conscious of that when I'm playing Killer. Captain Salty, can you answer this? Or have you not played for that long? I haven't played for that long, but it hasn't changed. Like, I still don't give a shit about the other side. Like, if I play Killer, I, I expect the survivor to be good. 
And if you are good as a survivor, you have fun in the game because you have actually understand how the player killer is working, how to play against the killer and stuff like that. If I'm playing survivor and I'm like, I had made a test a long time ago, I had, had like a David uh, detective tap in uh, purple rings with no perks. And they ran killers for like multiple gens. And then they just face cam me after they caught me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, like, it's just like, you see how good survivors can be if they understand how to play the fucking game. And that's like the thing that I go when I carry killers. Like, I don't give a shit. If a survivor's bad, they deserve to lose. Like, if they if they fuck up in the chase, if they are too altruistic and go for the safe while, while I'm in, in the area, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I will uh, kill them as fast as possible, move on, so everyone has a better time. But, like, what I want to, them to do is, like, realize that if you just play the way you want, you won't get far in this game. There are killers that are try-harding every time. Like, I see Dowsy, he doesn't care about the fun of the survivor. He just expects them to be kind of good. Hexy the same. Like, he's just, like, expecting the survivors to be good because he knows how good survivors can be if they actually know the fucking game. And I'm the, I'm the same. Like, when I'm playing killer... If I see an opportunity to four man's luck and without like wasting a lot of time, I do it. When I'm getting opportunity to snowboard a game, I do it. Like if some people do a bad mistake and or saving right in front of my face, I do it. If someone uh, goes into me just to destrike me, I'm tunneling the shit out of the person. It's like I don't, I I punish mistakes even more, and I think behavior should punish mistakes even more. But that's another topic. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Skinny Quinny, do you? Have you say on this or? Yeah, I I, uh, I try to be conscious of the survivors' fun and stuff, but it's it's kind of difficult because it depends on what each person's definition of fun is. Because I could think like a real like in my opinion, the, some of the funnest games I have are the ones where I'm like proper struggling for for like every hook is good, like it, you know that's good. Not the ones that it's like a whitewash and I just like down everyone quickly, or the ones where like I get nothing and they're out. I like tough games that are like a constant back and forth match but then the survivors might think that that's really boring or they might be annoyed that like they didn't get out so it, it's difficult to make sure if the survivors are having fun or not because it depends on what everyone's personal definition of fun is yeah no that, that, that's fair enough i mean it pretty much everyone seems to be in agreement besides captain salty you you, you know, you don't care if the other side has fun, but that you've already made your own definition of fun, so they need to get good at the game, basically. Uh, where's everyone else? Uh, could I quickly say something to do with that? Um, yeah. With what Captain Sorry said. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the game, when especially when playing Killer, I very much, like I said, I do focus more on the fun. But like Captain Sorry said, as the game goes on or as survivors, you know, become more in say entitled or you know do what they normally do like teabagging at a pallet or start doing stuff like that that's when i start slugging all four of them and stuff when i get to the point where i don't give a fuck anymore or yeah. i don't care anymore yeah mm. i think so it's basically over time yeah i think that i mean that happens with myself it uh, most of my games i'll let a last person go on hatch if if the opportunity is there you know i don't really try hard too much but once they're at the survivor's etiquette changes, then mine will change as well. So, yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. Um, in regards... Can I add something? Of course you can, yeah. Um, I wanted to say something that because I'm, like, 
in most of my games, I'm a competitive-minded player. Like, I don't try to be, like, the best of the best, but I also don't want to be, like, worst of the worst, you know? And if I'm playing Survivor and I'm losing because the killer's better, like, I'm acknowledging that. I'm not, like, I'm not salty about losing to a killer. Or if a killer camps me, I'm understanding, like, yeah, that maybe I will played him too much and he can't handle that and I'm okay. Sometimes people can't handle lose losses, you know? And then they get salty or something like that, but... As I'm playing both sides, most of the time when I'm still playing the player, but but I do it not doing uh, for a long time, I played a lot of more survivor, and then I realized survivors are so powerful if they're just being aware of what the fuck they're doing, and to expect uh, survivors having fun by absolutely doing everything wrong they can do is just like not the way I want the people to experience the game. I want to show them what was the reality. If you fuck up, the killer will punish you. If you know what the fuck you do, the killer has a hard time. That's the reality of the game. And I think uh, it's not clear that this game is like learning based and not like you play one round and you can expect having the best game of your life. If you are, if you suck in the game, you suck in the game. And you should not have fun and expect people to give you fun just because you are bad in the game. Yeah, I mean, I was going to touch on what I was going to say then. Um... I don't know if you guys agree. So majority of us play Survivor, uh, Cheryl, uh, as it is. So Tat will be happy about that. Um, but majority of us play Survivors and Killers. So we, we, we probably, for me, it's about 50-50. But I don't find Killer games as fun. I don't know if anybody agrees, but I always think myself, right, I'm about to load up as a killer. I look at the team and I'm like, right, I'm expecting stress. But I enjoy that. So I think it was it you, Neil, that mentioned about tough games. That's what that's what you really want. And I was at Skinny Queen. I can't I can't remember which one of you guys mentioned it then. But that's fun for me. So the fun is that I am under pressure. I am playing a good team. Uh, I don't like it when I'm playing an easy team or a team that sort of gives up. So, but I don't really find myself playing killer to have a fun time. The fun time that I have is when I play Survivor. And I think you can sort of see that in, if you look at all the like other content creators, you see that, you see the difference between somebody who's a Survivor main and somebody who puts up killer videos. So I know you mentioned Captain Salty about Dowsy, you know. So when you're watching his videos, you're not watching it for a fun element, fun element, you know, you're watching them probably to educate. But if you watch, I don't know, Noob, for example, it's all about fun, isn't it? Because he's, mainly playing as survivor what do you guys think about that i have fun almost equally as both survivor and killer i think it's more just as survivor i don't have to really pay as much attention like it can have music up in the background or i'll i'll even be listening to like a podcast or something while i play like kind of multitask instead of just having to zone in and and, and you know only care about the game and i have my audio cranked uh, as killer, you know, it's you have to actually pay attention. I think that's yeah. the that that's the difference for me there. Because um, you know, after so so many hours of me playing this game, I've just learned to not care <laughs> about what happens in the game too much. Like it's like, oh, I lose, whatever, or I win. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I I go in just wanting to to kill some people or to escape. That's basically it. Yeah, I kind of have to agree there. Like, also, you got to consider that. It sort of depends on what mood you're in and what mindset you're in. Like, if I just want a chilled evening and I don't have to think too hard, then I'll play Survivor. But if I'm up for a challenge or want to do something 
to challenge my brain a bit, then I'll play Killer. And another important thing is when you're playing Survivor, you get jump scared a lot. There's a horror aspect to the game, but obviously when you're playing Killer, you're the killer. Like nothing's going to jump scare you unless that Claudette's around the corner about to drop a pallet in your face and make you cry and scream, which does happen. But um, if you ever watch my streams, you see me constantly screaming when I'm playing Survivor and just memeing about and having a laugh. But when I'm playing Killer, I sort of switch to a different mood and try a bit more educational and take the game a bit more seriously. Um, you can have fun in both ways. I just think it depends on what sort of mood you're in on the day. So that's sort of the pleasure of DVD. You can sort of decide what mood you want to be in. You want to chill this evening? Go play Survivor. If you want to go sweat and try hard, go play Killer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That That's my exact thought. You know, there's been times when I've loaded up and I've been like, you know what? Had a bit of a rough day. Let's just play some Survivor game. Don't want the stress of playing Killer. Right. Okay, we'll move on, guys. Uh, we had a question come in from Gamergaden X, and it was quite an interesting question, something we probably haven't covered, but he asked, what makes a good or a bad map? So I'll open that up to you guys. Think for about... me, a good map uh, means that, uh, for me, it's a balanced map if like both sides have a chance to win equally, but only if they perform, like do really well. Like if they, so for example, fabrication pit. It can be either killer-sided, or survivor-sided. If a survivors break the free gen on this map, it's basically survivor-sided. If the killer can manage to f hold the f uh, the uh, the free gen, it's killer-sided. So it all all depends of like if your skill and knowledge of the game matters on this map. For example, on on Haddonfield doesn't matter. Like if the survivors know what the fuck they do, killer has no chance. But say basically the same rancid abattoir or a fractured couch at this game map is just like you lose as a killer against a good team you have no chance of this, this map uh, if they just bring like missed offerings and thicken the mist like you can't see shit on this map but like on a balanced map something like suffocation pit i, I actually like Asheroth resting place is a map that you that can be like really fair and good because it depends on on the knowledge of the players that play this map like they can screw up by losing the free gen as a killer and then have a hard time catching up because the the gens are so spread around and like not having uh, close gens together or survivors that not know what the fuck they do and then just free them themselves in the end and give the killer a time to just like snowboard a game. Uh, and it's like where, where skill actually matters. It doesn't matter what uh, setup you have. Yeah, okay. Anybody else to take up? Yeah, see, that's a really hard question because you've got to consider the fact that there's different types of killers in the game. You've yeah. got stealthy, you've got fast, you've got like defensive killers that are very territorial. So trying to set up a map that suits all three types of killer is basically impossible. Um, but what makes a good map is that there's enough loop tiles for survivors to be able to beat the killer if they run it correctly. But there's also opportunity for the killer to mind game and still punish them. And it's not too much of a sweat where there's like 10 god loops next to each other. Kind of like how Haddonfield is currently. Like there's so many annoying buildings that have great windows and the killer can't do much to mind game it. So a map needs to be sort of balanced for survivor and killer. But then it needs to consider whether or not it's going to be suitable for stealthy killers. If it's going to be suitable for fast mobility killers. Is it going to have gens close together so like Hag or Trapper can do well? You know, it's so hard to define the perfect balanced yeah. map because there's always like 
I might log in and play Huntress and then they send me to Hawkins or something. And I'm just like, God damn it. Like, yeah. so yeah, I mean, as long as it's got balanced loops for both killer and survivor and mind gaming as killer can win you the game, then yeah, I'd say that's a good map. Yeah, it's a, it's a really difficult question to answer, uh, especially because, you know, like Salty said, it's so dependent on player skill as well. So like for, you know, an example, Hawkins. Hawkins, if you're a bad survivor, is god-awful because there's like, you know, so many really unsafe pallets. But then if you start thinking outside the box, you realize, well, wait a minute, I can chain these tiles together. I have access to a few of these really safe window loops. Oh my god, I can run the killer for five gents. But that kind of takes an extra, you know, step of understanding more game knowledge. Uh, Sanctum of Wrath is another great example where that central structure is very, very powerful if you know how to use it right. Um, but even then, that's, you know, that, that's not what makes a map good. It's just kind of things on the map that if you are good at the game, you can master. Uh, killers are all different. There's all kinds of perks and variables. It's, it's really, really tough to uh, find a happy medium. Um, I'd say the closest you could probably get to like a concrete answer would be a more, you know, small map, similar to uh, the chapel, I think. Yeah. I, th I think the chapel is probably the perfect size map. Uh, not, not too small, not too big, just the right size. <laughs> you can do well as almost every killer, and survivors have a really good uh, chance of, of escaping if you understand how to play the tiles and you... Uh, you hammer out the gens in a correct order. If you do all of them on one side, then you're going to make the lap, you know, it really easier for the killer to, uh, to control the other. So, you know, spread out, do some spacing. I think that's uh, that's probably my answer. Uh, I'm saying, yeah, I agree with everyone. This with being a very, very difficult question to answer. When it comes to me and maps, what I really dislike when it comes to maps is when there's that one loop that a survivor can run to and basically can you basically have no chance of a kill or it's just like this one area that is so well known as like a really really good looping area like no matter what and every single time when you chase a survivor they just book it straight to that one looping area that's when i start to have more problems with maps because it feels like there's a lot of times where you generally can't do anything and you do have to just go off to somewhere else when it when they run to a certain loop that you really just can't catch them with. Because even though it's not necessarily infinite, there's just some real painful loops, some being on like the main building and asylum being one of them. That can be like a real pain to actually run, and sometimes just the way the windows are open and stuff can pretty much screw you over. So when there's basically just to sum it up, when there's like a one like god tier main building or something, and the survivors know this and abuse the hell out of it, that's when I have a little bit more problems with the maps. But it's also sort of like a personal thing because. With the changes to Auto Haven, I know a lot of people hate the Auto Haven changes, but when I play Killer, I love Auto Haven. But I hate Auto Haven when I play Survivor. And I, it's just a lot more of a personal thing, but that's what's the issue I have when it comes to maps and what makes a good slash bad map. Yeah. 
I mean, that's, that's the same as me. That was what I was thinking when I read the question. I was like, I joke about Ormond. I'm actually debating now after playing it a few times to think, right, it's improved. Whether I'm just getting lucky with the survives I'm getting on it or the map's improved. I, I don't know what it is. There's just something about it that feels a little bit different now. But the map that I really hate the most now is probably the Backwater Swamp. And it's for the reasons you said, Neo. Uh, I don't know which variation of it it is but when they've got the main building at the back uh not the one with the ship the one is it a ship whatever it is but it's like the building back in the middle and they've got a, another shack towards the left of it but it's that building so you, you can run it's like you say it's not an infinite but if the survivors are good enough and they're just going to keep running in that building you've got a few pallets at the bottom of it not the safest of pallets, but they're still there. And then you've got the ramp to go upstairs. Then you've got two really good window loops. Um, don't know if you guys know which map I'm on talking about. I'm trying to explain it the best as I can. We're right. Yeah, 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 we know it. Uh, uh, Grim, Grim Pantry is the one you're on about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that, when, when that loads up, I'm like, right, this is going to be hell, you know, because, like you said, Neo, it's not... I, I, I don't think I'm running it wrong. I don't, you know, I just generally now don't even run it. You know, I'll just let a survivor, you'll see them. But if you come up against a few good survivors who know that, and they'll just go around there, and it is, it's like what Tat said a minute ago. It's not, they're not, they're maybe not the safest pallets, but when you chain them as well as the windows, you've got, they're going to take your time up quite a bit. Um, so, Skinny, what do you think? Uh, I don't really have much else to add. I think everything everyone said is just like all I'd be saying is repeating what everyone said. I've got yeah. no real other points. All right. So on that well, note, there's nothing to add. Go on then. Captain About Selfie. that broken main building. It's like I have the rule in my in my games. If if a survivor goes there, don't chase him there because the survivor that tries to loop you there doesn't do gens. So it's not important to get down on this survivor. Just go and. Do something else. Go check on the gens where survivors will work because a survivor that is abusing those really good structures is like it's just a waste of time to try to get him. And and it's like that that's what I'm what I'm hearing so often is like fix the loops. It's like just don't go there. Like you have so many things to do yeah. other than just chasing survivors. Just don't waste your time on those big part to good loops. And yeah. and uh, if you if a map is full of good loops like Haddonfield, <laughs> change the map. You know. <laughs> Had it, had it failed is a nightmare map. Um, so it's 80% safe, like this map is yeah. broken. So, I actually like Haddonfield. No, remove it. Just remove it. As a killer. I actually game. like it. Really? Oh yeah, I, I think I the there's a lot of maps that like, I hear people hate and I go, really? That's like some of my favourite maps. And like those maps I go into and I do quite well on, I think it's because I'm optimistic about them. Like I look at them and think these are quite good. Like I did uh, Adept Pyramid Head recently first try and i got it on haddonfield and i was just like i wasn't phased by the map i thought it's quite fine and i did it there and then that's like um with myself my, my guilty pleasure map i'm going to come around and ask you all in a second about your favorite maps by the way guys but my guilty pleasure map has to be cold wind i hear so many killers complain about it but i love the map not so much a thompson house one that that one is probably the least favorite out of all of them but uh, i don't know what it is i just love the cold wind farm maps um so Brings me on to the next question, guys. Best map, worst map. You don't have to explain it because I know you've pretty much explained everything in the last question. But just in two words, the best map and the worst map for you. 
uh, Badham Preschool because I love the aesthetic of the map, and I, I feel as both Survivor and Killer, it seems pretty balanced to me. Uh, and worst map, all the auto havens post rework because it looks like it went through a washer and dryer, and it hurts my eyes. I was just gonna say Shelter Woods, uh, as if I play Killer, just because of how open it is, and I like the aesthetic of the woods. It's nice. Least favorite map is Haddonfield. By miles, I hate the map. It's broken, overpowered, and it smells. Uh, when it comes to me, one of like a opposite hat. I really like the new Auto Haven mats, but one of my guilty pleasure mats would probably be the game, because I honestly really enjoy the map. And my least favorite one will probably have to be, uh, you know, the high school. What one was that one? That's uh, Midwich. I can't remember. Yeah, Midwich. I I get frustrated. Doesn't matter what role I'm playing, I will get annoyed every single time I get Midwich. Uh, I'd say I'm. I find it difficult to nail down one specific favorite, but it's like a fifty-fifty between Midwich and Abattoir. Like I think both those maps are really just fun maps. People are gonna hate me for that because I think both those maps have come up as being bad maps, but I like those too. And least favorite, probably the game. I think it's just too dark, but I don't know what the rework is like. We'll see what that's like, maybe. Captain the Sally. rework of the game is even darker, by the way. But hey, uh, yeah, I don't like any maps, <laughs> and I hate all Colvin maps, Haddonfield, Bedham, uh, yeah, and basically the strongest survivor maps in the game. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Straight to the point. My favorite map would probably be the Colvin ones. My least favorite, Backwater Swamp, uh, Stroke Almonds. Stroke Haddonfield, Stroke Midwich. Yeah, you guys keep mentioning these maps, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, but if I had to choose one out of all, it would be Backwater Swamp. Right. Okay, guys, we'll move on then. So thank you for that. Another question that came in Which chapter do you think had the biggest impact on DBD's popularity? The Stranger right. Things chapter? If I had to guess. Uh. Between that and Saw, I'm not sure. I'm going to guess the Stranger Things chapter. If we're talking about popularity, then yeah, I would have to agree with Stranger Things. Something that really caught my eye open with was um, the Halloween update because, oh my god, licensed killers. <laughs> yeah. So that was the biggest one for me. But yeah, popularity would definitely be Stranger Things. I think... Uh... Silent Hill came in at a good time because that came out what on the dawn, like pretty much around the time of the fourth anniversary. So it was a big moment for the game, big franchise. You know, I think that was quite popular. Yeah, I, I gotta agree. Uh, I think the Stranger Things chapter was probably the biggest one in terms of popularity. I uh, just drew so many eyes to the game. Uh, and maybe one of the other licenses, like maybe Halloween or, or you know, like you know, Skay just said, Silent Hill. Definitely one of the licensed chapters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's when I initially read the question, my first thought was Silent Hill. But then I thought, well, actually, but the problem is that I didn't play the game then. So I don't know, Captain Salt, you might be able to answer this. Nightmare one. on Elm Street. Yeah, I was going to say Halloween because all the Nightmare of Elm Street, because of obviously how iconic both killers are. So, I mean, did you see a, a rise in popularity when you were playing the game back then? Yep. Um, with Nightmare of Elm Street, people uh, played the game just for Freddy. They liked old Freddy, and uh, people wasted time to just master the killer. And then they threw it all out the window just because people complained about him being overpowered. 
It's just like I basically like uh, came back to uh, to this game when they uh, announced Nightmare of End Street because I had a small break or because of health before that, and I loved this killer, and it made me like play killer again. I like because I kind of lost hope a bit because of how bad the game was back then, where you could not kick gents and stuff like that, uh, and. But Freddy was like so fun. You don't have to chase because it was a killer that was completely different. And uh, I I know a lot of people that actually played the game and started the game just because of Freddy. And old Freddy was like one of the fan favorites of all killers. Uh, like you're saying about that, uh, I've been fo- I've been following the game since launch. But when uh, Halloween came out, I said, okay, this is pretty awesome. But I actually got the game because of Nightmare of Elm Street because. I'm a big fan of Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it, it's like I said, they're, they're both such iconic killers. Um, I knew before I'd even start playing Dead by Day, like that Michael Myers, when like, you could play as Michael Myers on Dead by Day, like, and I was like, ah, oh, that'd be quite interesting. Um, I think at the time as well, I, I'm not sure on my date, but I know Friday the 13th was kicking around at that time, and I remember that seeing seeing seeming more interesting but to be honest i never played either at that point but it was again because of the whole friday the 13th you know you could play as jason you could kill people it sounded amazing so but a lot of good answers there because i think it'd be you could you could find out through steam charts and things like that but it'd be interesting. actually after halloween the game got worse because they added the most toxic perks to the game d-strike and object of possession <laughs> Oh yeah. Like people were complaining about this perks and then like the game changed towards like the state it's now. It's because of Dave D strike and Obstacle Obsession. Like people were using those perks in every fucking game. And now killers had had to play around those perks. And back then you could just like activate D strike whenever you wanted. It's like that's why that's why this this perk like people stopped playing this game a lot a long while until like Beyond Night Street. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. I mean, it, what you've mentioned there, Captain Salt, it brings me on to another question. Do you... The reason why I'm bringing this question, just to put it into context, I was play, you know, playing a game and a Survivor team that I came up against, you know, they were body blocking really well, you know, someone come off a hook, me trying to be a bit nice making the game fun for them, I'd try to avoid, but that survivor's pushing into me, pushing me into a wall, you know, I couldn't get past, so I could take a borrowed time hit. They were using D-Strike on cue, you know, I was like, they're crazy, why are they coming in for the save? And it was literally because they'd already had D-Strike, uh, they had D-Strike ready to go. Do you not, do we give credit for that, or do we say that's annoying and toxic? Because I know, obviously, Captain Sorry, I know you're going to say hate it shouldn't be happening stuff like that but <laughs> no <laughs> for the people that play... but wait for my but wait, wait for my time i have yeah. to say a lot of it but for people who play survivor a lot so i i mean i when i'm playing survivor yeah i'm sabotaging hooks uh, i don't run day strike but uh, i have borrowed time it saved me so much in a game when the game was just about to be finished by the killer and unfortunately i've got this second chance pack that you know let me get back up again um body blocking if someone takes me off and i've got borrowed time yeah of course i'm going to try to take the hit so is it do we should we applause that or do we put that down no i think we should encourage that yeah i mean when i play survivor and i'm 
down because I'm boosted, I expect my team to body block and save me. So, yeah, please do it. Um, and if I'm killer and they do it against me, then and they've got away with it, that's my fault. I, it's down to me to anticipate that and react. And, you know, it's not it's not something that they can always do and get away with it 24-7. Like, there is counters to it. As, yeah. So as killer, you need to um, counter it. But, yeah, if they get away with it or they flashlight by me, I'm like, damn, well done. You're a good survivor. Let's go. Exciting stuff. But, and if I'm survivor and I get saved, I'm literally complimenting that person for the rest of the game thanking yeah. them so yeah no I, I encourage it for sure uh please everyone start doing that so i have a reason to run mad grit please <laughs> i beg you and yeah so give me a reason to slug the entire team please thank you oh so you're going from the it's gonna it's aggravating you then neo when they it if they do it once, I'm like, okay, yeah. But when they start doing it more, that's when, like I mentioned before, how I like to have, you know, like to let both sides have fun. That's when it will start to tick in my head, and that's when I will start slugging. And I will start heavy slugging. I, uh, it's annoying, but it is applaudable. If, you know, if they're working great as a team and they're helping people out, it can get frustrating for the killer but again like good move you know you're working together you're doing well anything to keep people in the game you know tat how do you react to it and we're coming to your last captain salty because i feel like you're gonna have quite a bit to say on this so tat anything to add to that mm, i mean i don't really mind because let's say like, they're all taking you know hits to get somebody off of a a carry to the hook then uh you know that's four survivors not doing gents and that's free pressure for me so i don't really care it's like all right i'll get you in 30 seconds tops <laughs> like, yeah fair enough i i really i don't really mind at all all right captain salty fire away i actually like it because uh it shows me that the that the survivors are actually wanting to game you know like yeah. not just like screwing around and not doing anything uh, they give me free pressure, and I like. Oh man, finally I have a game. Like I, I don't uh, slaughter like non non experienced survivors. Survivors the body block for each other. They know what the fuck they do, if they do it in the correct timing. Like sometimes they just swarm the hook and all take a hit, and then we get free pressure, which is all right for me. You know, like you give me free pressure to save one guy from the hook. Like I kind of plot that, but maybe just like you should basically get back into the game now because you gave me free pressure, and if I just ride this wave. I will snowball, you know, it's like, it has two times, like, it's it's really good if people are that coordinated and, like, body block for each other, taking a hit when they needed to. Uh, for example, one is on death hook and people throw themselves into the way and then he gets out, maybe gets out of the game, which, like, I can applaud that. But often it's like they don't know when the fuck they do that. Like, they just do it in the inappropriate moments where <laughs> and then they just screws them over and they can slug them all, you know? It's like... I, I actually appreciate them doing it, and when I'm playing Survivor, I wish they would do it. But like, let's say, like I'm looping the killer for six uh, for all gens, <laughs> and then they camp they camp me to death, and no one has better time when I'm playing Survivor. <laughs> so yeah, but it, it's it's actually a pretty good thing because it shows me that they want to game and they are coordinated. But they have to do it in the right timing, and if they just yeah. throw themselves for no reason, it's like pressure for me. So I don't mind it. All right, that's good. That's good. Uh, quickly adding to what we were saying before, when it comes to me and aggravation, 
yeah it is more of an aggravation but it's also the side of me it's also when you start when survivors start doing that to me and like captain said okay this is an actual game i'm going to take it seriously and that's when the slugging starts happen is when i start taking the game more seriously so yeah it's aggravating but yeah it's also on the other half of okay i'm going to take this seriously and i'm actually going to actually try my hardest to completely yeah. screw you for that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like i said I, I used to play like this every day like if they survivors can push pressure me off and then do something like this and play really coordinated like i know okay I'm, i have finally a game where they actually try to pressure me and if they don't i'd still say play the same way you know like i don't give a shit if they're good or not like if they are good i notice okay they pressure me and i have to do like more more thinking and stuff and decision making and if they don't pressure me like they just get uh, four men slugged if i get the opportunity to do it you know it's like i don't give a shit if they are good or not like if they are good i notice they are good like i don't play different just because some people are bad that's what i mentioned in the, in the first thing when, when i said like i don't give a shit about the fun of survivors if they are good they have fun because they notice they can come toe to toe with a killer and know how to play against the killer and then actually pressure me a bit and i like that you know but like i don't change my play style just because some people are bad and like want to have fun like i will still slug them if i get the opportunity to it yeah and that's it i mean it comes down obviously you mentioned captain salty you are very competitive on the game and that's gonna feed your competitiveness because you know it, when you beat those teams i'm presuming you probably feel on top of the world especially if it being a team who are very coordinated, who are organised, you know, and are getting the best out here. All right. So next question, guys, was I've put it down as killer types. And I had this conversation during the week and I was pretty concerned. But I thought, actually, I'll ask you guys, see what you think. Because when I've looked at the killers that are getting released, I think it's rightly so. Behaviour are looking to change things to spice things up make things a bit different but do you think they're gonna go back to release and what we call m1 killers as well do you think there's a demand for it or do you think yes behavior are doing it right they should be moving on to new things now so for me personally i very much like playing as an m1 killer most of the killers i play it'll be m1 killers but when i looked at the last chapter releases i was like blight don't play them. um twins played them about twice deathlinger was that i don't know if I, even that was last year but there was a list of killers that i thought well actually they just keep trying something different 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 are they forgetting about people who just like to play the normal way or what do you think i uh i think uh the best type of killer is one that can have map pressure but also lethality so like because the best one is is something that can hold survivors off gens to keep them, because that's their core objective. They do those gens, that's game, they're gone. So you need a killer that can both get hooks, but also defend gens equally. But on that, like not every killer should be able to do that, because otherwise there's no difference between playing like Legion, for example, and a different killer. Because if they, do, if they all do the same things, it's literally just... At that point, it's just cosmetics. It's like, oh, I picked this one because I like them, not yeah. that one. You know, like, there needs to be a balance of killers that can do both, killers that can just do pressure, and killers that can just do lethality. But they need to at least make sure that 
every killer can still win. It's it's kind of a difficult answer that, but yeah, they need to make it so that every killer can still hold the objective. There's no killer that's going to get like thrown to the wayside, but they don't want to make every killer the same as each other. Otherwise, there's just no point in having different killers. Yeah, uh, you don't want to create a killer who has um, like a, a really wildly different playing style to the point where it's detrimental to your own gameplay. Like you don't want to create a killer almost like Ghostface, but then you make it so that oh well they can't you know chase very well. They're only really good at doing one specific thing, and then you give them a bunch of penalties for it if they were trying to do other things. Like you don't want to do that. You want to have killers who are powerful, who are equal in chase pressure and slow down to an extent and you want to have killers who uh who are creative uh we need more killers in the game i think like nurse and blights who have these really interesting powers and uh take a lot of skill to master uh, so you can really uh really see the difference between like a high skilled blight player versus uh, a brand new blight player uh, but at the same time you want to make sure that that content is accessible enough so that if you are, you know, coming from Trapper or Wraith, that you can still have a good time. That you can still go in and kind of get the gist of things and uh, feel right at home. Uh, so, like, an example would be Spirit. Her ability is really strong and it's crazy. And uh, the way you use her power is, you know, very, you know, chase-oriented. Uh, but if you come from a Trapper and you play Spirit, it's going to feel pretty much the same. It's just a, you know, different power you're still hitting survivors with your normal attack so i think we need a good mix between uh, uh both creative killer powers like something like the twins and uh, something that's you know more normal like a trapper uh when it comes to me when it comes to the m1 killers my priority thing is being the legion pig player like i primarily play the m1 killers and honestly I think it's more when it comes to killers now these days for me is I haven't actually I don't actually have a killer that I find the powers too interesting enough for me like I love it when they come up with new ideas like or something like the blight the blight idea was great but it just wasn't appealing to me and a lot of the reasons why I just enjoy a killers like legion or pig is they kind of support just the m1 more of the m1 mind game style instead of like oh i'm just gonna throw a hatchet at someone or i'm gonna you know use pyramid heads whatever the if you call it um i just prefer the side of just m1 killers and just out mind gaming someone but i do believe it's just the fact that i haven't actually found a specific power that really catches my eye yet I do like M1 killers myself. I think what's great about certain M1 killers is that their power allows you to mind game certain loops. So, for instance, Trapper, you know, you'll place down a trap at the start of the game and then later you'll push someone into that trap um, by looping around it. And, you know, a lot of killers, like Pig as well, she's got her ambush, so you can mind game with that as an M1 killer. That's the fun of it. But, you know, we do have killers like Nurse, Blight, Oni... That have great um, M2 powers, and I want to see more of that in the game. I want more creativity and more funkiness where it's a skill-based thing. I think the higher the skill cap on a killer that requires you to use your power to win, like Nurse, is something the game needs a bit more of, because it should reward players for doing well and getting good at them, and it will encourage more players to play that killer. Because it'd be great to see a new killer like... Whenever I go against a nurse, and my goodness, if I've seen like 20 nurses 
yesterday alone, um, you can tell the difference. Like if there's a good nurse or a bad nurse, you know, they're punished or rewarded for it. So yeah, I think I'd want to encourage more special attack killers in the game for sure, but I still enjoy M1 killers as well, especially those that can use their power to mind game. All right. Uh, anybody else want to add to that? I, I am a M1 killer myself. Like I'm just maining the Wraith, pick and clown and stuff when I still played and like I'm just for me it's just like I like this basic principle of just like having to make decisions like you can't run like really fucking fast to one gen to protect it if you make a mistake in chasing like I, I think I said it once when I said wave is the perfect killer if you want to master the game because everything you do gets punished if you waste too much time on an objective on on the chase you lose the gen because you can't get there fast enough same with like if you did not manage to catch someone in the loop because the, the guy is not just outskilled you. You can't do anything. You have to break the chase and give up on the chase. Uh, if you don't have an insta down killer like Billy, for example, Billy is pretty balanced. If you uh, go for, if if you have to loop them in jungle gyms, he has can use his power really well in the jungle gyms. But like in my opinion, something like Blight is just an one killer that's really fucking fast. He still can't insta down people, and he's still far too easy counterable. Uh, and stuff like that. Um, and one killer for me is just like, even if I'm playing a killer that is like not really in a one killer, like close phase, I'm playing in one killer. I'm not using his penalty at all to expose people. I just use it to like basically mind game a bit in loops. If I play Legion, I don't use his power that much. I'm just like in wanting him the whole time. And or like if I play Boba, I play South the best for less Boba because I don't like his ability. It's just like, maybe it's just like me that I don't like special abilities that much. Like, for me, it doesn't matter what killer you have. It's going to bring me on to my second last question. So, talking about the different killers, and I thought, you know, I haven't seen a tier list for a while. So, to do a tier list, we'd probably be here for about four hours. But I thought, if you could tell me who you think the top three killers are in the game might be easy and the worst killer just one the worst killer you think in the game who would it be spirit nurse hag okay. best free and the worst i'm gonna go with clown interesting um i'm gonna say nurse spirit blight and then worst killer wraith neo how skinny quinny Ah, oh, that well, we definitely got the uh, nurse spirit, which is always the top ones in my head. And uh, it's a it's a it's a mix between black, uh, blah, blight and hag. But I'm going to have to say hag, in my opinion. And to me, when it comes to the worst killer, honestly, I if we're not talking about add-ons and stuff, I honestly would either say wraith or peak. I, uh, I'm going to have to say, yeah, obviously the nurse and spirit are up there. And again, it's like a 50-50 between Hag and Blight, but i got to go with Blight just because it would be wrong for me not to. I'm really struggling for a worse killer. I guess it would just be someone who's like basic like Wraith or Pig, I suppose. It depends on what we're talking about. Do we talk about killers that are actually good against good teams? Or do we uh, just... talk about like killers that... like? Flash einfach everything, absolutely everything in uh, casual I would games. I would say everything. So overall, okay. Yeah. Then of course it's hunt, it's nurse, spirit, and huntress, and Freddy on the same level. 
uh, and worst killer probably wave. Right. Okay. So next. I, uh, I've just had a remember. I've just remembered. Uh, no, twins would be the worst killer in my opinion. I really don't like them. I think they're against Kedrowitz. Against Kedrowitz. Just, just in broken. general, I just think they're a, a terrible killer. I forget they exist. Like. I would say they are eight tier. Yeah. yeah, if I'm, you, I'm gonna be if honest, you... I completely forgot that the twins existed until you mentioned them. <laughs> okay. Me too. Yeah. No, twins are like top six or seven in my opinion. Casuals, like holy shit. Like you ever play saw Hexy or Dowsy play twins? Holy shit, you don't want to face that. <laughs> I opened up a can of worms there. Like you know you notice like if, if you have a player that knows how to play killer and they know how to play prince, like it's a least fun killer to play against. And they are really fucking powerful yeah. against yeah, people agree, that yeah. don't know don't know what the fuck they do against good players like Twins is still worse. But like, well, if you talk about overall, like Twins is far better than people mm. give it credit for. Well, I I brought these down while we were we were doing them, and I had Nair Spirit. I think that's unanimous that them two are the strongest killer. And then I had Freddy, and this I've put this in a box. So I've drew a box. And then underneath, I put hag question mark. Now, if I was to have to be forced to pick one, I'd say Freddy's stronger than the hag. That's my opinion. Um, worst killer, I've got two wrote down. Unfortunately, they are Wraith and Trapper. Again, I'm thinking about with no add-ons. I would say Trapper, um, even out of him and the Wraith. Just because you... With the Wraith, okay, you might be slow without... Because I'm when we talk about Wraith, we're always talking about Windstorm as an add-on, aren't we? That makes him a different killer altogether. Um, if you don't have it on, you can still follow your objectives, do what you're doing. But with Trapper, you've still got to walk around picking traps up. Um, so you've got to set up in that. So I, I think I'd have to go Trapper as a worst killer. However, Skinny, you did open the can of worms there because... It was funny, and I thought about yesterday. When is the last time you guys played against the Twins? Just out of curiosity, if you have a rough idea. Uh, like three days ago. Only ah, one game. One game. Uh, and then I thought, I felt bad for Twins, so I played her a little bit. Hmm. I, th- I would say two days ago. Right, right. Two days ago. But only one game out of, like, in the last month <laughs> or something. One game in the last month, I would say. I think, I think I play. I think I played against them once, like two or three weeks after their release, and like haven't seen them since. But I don't play much Survivor, so. Yeah, I think personally, I think it's a shame because I, I do like I said earlier about the different killer types. I think they've tried to do something different. I just don't think it personally it's worked. I don't play as a twins, but. And that could just be my opinion. However, I am not coming up. I think since they've released, I've probably played the Twins. If I include the PTB that they were in, probably about... I'll exclude the PTB, actually, because obviously you're only going to play Twins then. But I've probably played them about twice since they've been released as like me as Survivor. I think it's a shame because I think when a new killer comes out, when Pyramid Head came out... Everybody was playing Pyramid Head, or majority people. You know, you come across them quite a few times. The same with Deathslinger, and I'd understand obviously the drop off eventually. But with Twins, I didn't even see a pick up with it. It was just quite sad, really. I, I don't know what it is, but it'd be interested to see. I'm presuming behavior have all the stats and 
maybe they'll release it one day about how often people play different killers but yeah so last point of the video then guys and to neo and skinny quinny i am really sorry because normally we ask what your favorite pack is for killer one favorite pack for killer one favorite pack for survivor so everyone's been asked it at some point you guys when you came on it completely slipped my mind so i've remembered now so we'll start off with neo favorite killer pack that is a real difficult one. <laughs> you, you can only pick one. Ah, <laughs> oh, I either Saves best, best or Bamboozle because I just like Bamboozle and I find it funny <laughs> where someone tries to abuse a loop and when they run back in, it's just blocked off. So probably Bamboozle. Bamboozle, Bamboozle and, it is. Yeah for survivor <sighs> oh god it's it's terrible because i hate the perk but i gotta be honest i really love using object of obsession <laughs> i, I really love that perk. Yeah. i love that perk to death and i want him to change it because i know how bad it is all right fair enough uh, i had a feeling you'd say that after our conversation last week all right, Skinny Quinny, favorite killer pack. Uh, since I can only pick one, I've got to go with Surge just because it's more slightly more viable than the other one I had in mind. But I will throw a quick mention over to Blood Favor just because of how funny it is to see like survivors still standing on a blocked pallet, wondering why it's not going down. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, fair enough. And favorite survivor pack. I'm going to go with alert because I think it's a better object. Like Yay. it's map it's map wide. It's it's doesn't tell the killer you're using it. It gives you good info on not only where the killer is but what pallets are up if they've kicked a gen. It, it's I think it's just so much better than object. A man of culture, I see. Yeah, that's what you <laughs> said, isn't it, Captain Salt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. You've mentioned alert. Right. Okay, well, that's really interesting, guys. Um anything else to add on anything we've discussed, guys? You haven't asked me if I when I last played Twins, by the way. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but and you haven't yeah. played for ages. So I yeah, I haven't played since the PTB because I'm still rioting on this behavior, bad decision making, and releasing unfinished patches. So you've never played the Twins, and you you don't. Yeah, PTB. Ah, <laughs> the PTB. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. All right, guys. Well, if... can we add something? Yeah, please like do. Like the survey, this useless survey. What is your opinion about that? Yeah, okay, yeah. Survey. So, survey's just been released. What do you think, guys? Didn't even read or do it this time. That's naughty, isn't it? I just didn't have the time. I didn't even realise it came out. I think I saw one notification, blink past it, and I haven't looked at it since. They asked, like, okay, so... <laughs> oh, they're greedy. Okay, so uh, they asked a question, like, uh, are you interested in merchandise for the game? I said, no. Next page. What is your favorite merchandise for the game? What, what did I just say, Behavior? I don't care about your merchandise. I want you to fix the game, please. Stop Stop putting out these marketing surveys asking what your customers would like to purchase from you. Please ask questions like, what kind of features would you like in the game? How would you change this? Do you think that this is overpowered? How would you rate these perks? I think we need more of those questions rather than the 
how would you like to uh, fill our pockets kind of questions. I found it to be a really uh, unpleasant survey to fill out. Hmm. Uh, when it came to the survey, I, I literally think it went like, oh, okay, a survey's out. Uh, didn't do it straight away. Talked to Tat for a bit. Tat said some of the stuff that was on the survey. I didn't even bother touching it, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So, Skinny, did you do the survey by any chance? I, I did do it. I always do them when they the moment they come out because it obviously pops up on the news screen. I always click on it and go, I might as well see what it is. This is probably the worst one they've ever had out. Like they've had such better ones with good questions that I thought like were actually good. But I think aside from it mostly being about merchandising, I think the only other thing they saw like I saw on it was asking about sound and saying like, do you play the game with sound and how critical do you think sound is to the experience of the game but it was mostly just about merchandising and stuff yeah i i never done the survey never done it at all but nothing against behavior i just don't do surveys in general i'm just like you know doesn't not something that really interests me to do but yeah it's interesting because uh, thank you for bringing it up captain salty because I'd, I'd never it was just a side issue i never even thought about it but it's interesting that the, the people who have done it went along you know the lines that it was all about merchandise which is quite sad really but we'll see as always what comes out of the survey that's going to be interesting thing it's interesting that they mentioned about the sound because they obviously put the colorblind mode in and i'm thinking are there is that something that they have to add as well and i did release a video about it to say that you know sound is so important in the game if you are hard of hearing then is that something that it should be incorporating to make the game more accessible for everybody? But interesting to see if that's the route they're going down or not with that question. One of the answers they had for the sound section was, oh, I played the game without sound. And I thought, how do you play this game without sound? It's such a like a key element for both Survivor and Killer. I, I can't understand like, how you wouldn't. It's like There's... what Ted said in the beginning, like you just listen to music or something like that, like in heavy metal on your ears and then you sit on the gen and then you never see hear the killer coming and those are the people that complain on the forum that killers are overpowered you know <laughs> like those people that have awareness of a sleeping tablet you know like a sleeping pill <laughs> like they they those are the people that that complain about killers being overpowered and they nerve like should nerve like undying ruin and stuff like that it's like do you even play the game? <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah, if you play without sound, you can't hear the terror radius. You can't tell how far the killer is from you without looking. You can't hear, like, grass moving. You can't hear people like Michael or, or Ghostface if they're in full stealth. Like, it's really... I don't know how you'd ever play this game without sound. I was, uh, I was really surprised uh, because back on the forums, uh, I think I've only seen maybe a handful of posts, but there's actually people who who are uh, who are deaf who actually do play this game and uh how they get around it is they use perks like spine chill uh, perks like alert to kind of give them the awareness like bond so that they could figure out what's happening around them i felt i i thought that was absolutely like oh you're a trooper like you're playing this yeah. game without sound and you're you know to to an extent you're being rather successful with it that's that's amazing yeah uh, so I, I don't see why you know we can't have and accessibility for like sound options in the game. I mm -hmm. don't see why that can't happen because you know there's, there's players out there who, who uh, you know are deaf or who have uh, impaired hearing, and uh, why not? Yeah. I just want to say, uh, 
when I say how do you play this game without sound, I don't mean that in an offensive way. I'm just genuinely confused how such a key element of the game can be just taken away and how hard that would be. There is ways for games to help deaf players. But like if you take, for instance, Minecraft, there's actually a deaf setting. Um, and it, unlike the bottom right, it shows like what you could hear nearby in text. So that's something they could add to the game for sure. Yeah. Um, steps in this direction, you know, all that sort of thing to help um, deaf people. But obviously it doesn't give too much information for people who aren't deaf who abuse it, but just enough so that they can play the game. As Killer, for instance, as Tat said, there's a lot of good perks and smart ways around it, but there's not that for Killer, really. So, yeah, that could be an idea, sort of what, like, what Minecraft does. Mm. Yeah, I believe Fortnite as well. Does that have uh, the alert on the screen to tell your directions of sound? Uh, uh, just a quick mention when you said about the death settings with uh, the, the death settings and stuff of other games there's one where there's actually times where it can actually be abused to hell one a big one was actually overwatch because i'm not sure if any of you played overwatch but there's a character that comes out of invisibility sometimes named sombra when you had the death option on it would pop up at the bottom uncloaking sounds all uh, right so if there's an option like this for killer some it could actually be abused <laughs> to be honest yeah yeah and i'm so good abused there out of it i know the uh the mobile version obviously because that's mobile so it expects people to not really be able to use sound all the time it has like pop-ups around the screen that like point in directions like if you run past the gen it like puts a gen icon on your screen and points in the direction of it or if you're in a chase it puts like a filter on your screen to tell you you are in a chase or you are not in a chase i mean i'm not saying do something like that for pc because the new hood is bad enough already but that's that's another way you could probably incorporate something without sound i mean ultimately they should put something that add on that's optional so not that it's on all the time but obviously optional so because like i said the the main thing is it's accessible for people uh, you know, they're obviously tackling the colorblind issue at the minute. Next thing, they should look at the sound and for people hard of hearing. Uh, the, the, only, I only remembered it because I was looking at um, a, a Facebook post about it and there was someone hard of hearing and he was making a joke out of it. He's like, yeah, laughs in the face of Huntress Lullaby, you know, because he's like, it doesn't affect him because he's hard of hearing. So... You know, and it, it just made me think then, like like how you did there just a second ago, Tat, you know, when you mentioned, you know, the, the people hard of hearing the use spine chill. And that's dedication, you know, that's really, really, you know, fair play to people who are doing that to enjoy the game. But behaviour should really be starting to bring some of these features in for them. That's my opinion anyway. If I could ask them to have one option that could be turned on and off from... um from honestly from the mobile version is i would like an option to have the heart thing that pops up when you're in the terror radius i would like that to be an option for pc that could very much help for hard hearing when they're in the terror radius yeah yeah that's it that stands out quite predominantly on mobile that one right okay guys conscious i've kept you running over again so really sorry about that so right again Thank you very much for giving up your time, as always, guys. And hopefully see you all on next week's show.
All right. As ever, thanks to everybody for taking part in that. Thank you for listening, guys. If you did enjoy the video, please do me a favor. Please give it a quick like. Drop a comment. Let me know if you've got any questions that you'd like me to ask for next week. And if you haven't already done so, please feel free to subscribe to the channel. Click the notification bell and you will be updated when I release any more videos. All right. Thanks, guys.